Honestly, to somebody who doesn't know what they're looking at, they will never know that I shot it with a Sony or an iPhone. I can shoot something with an iPhone, edit it, and tell everybody I shot it with a Sony, and everybody will believe me. Because it's that good. That's how good an iPhone is. You all of a sudden got randomly lucky, got posted, you went on the Explorer page, and your thing blew up. So many, so much like great reels and videos and stuff like that, that doesn't even do that well. Welcome back to another episode of the 52 Stories Podcast. My name is Omar, at Omar M. Wasim, and today I'm joined by the photographer Siberian Vogue. What's up, bro? What up, man? So, um, I guess, tell everyone about yourself for the people that don't know who you are. For sure. Um, I'm Siberian Vogue, um, formerly known as Kessel Alexander. I moved here from Russia about 21 years ago and been living my entire life in California and then been doing i want to say probably photography for probably the past 10 years but like seriously the last like four years i want to probably say dope dope so how did you get into photography and can you tell me a little bit about like what what you uh what photography you shoot uh so i got into photography because i was trying to do a whole like clothing brand which was called volk apparel um i was basically trying to grow an audience for it so I was like I want to start like a side project and so I started doing photography on the side to grow my Instagram page so then I can market my clothing line to the new followers that I have and then it got carried away and I um, put all my focus into photography and actually back then I was shooting with the camera I wasn't shooting with like iPhone which I do now I was shooting with a Canon uh, T3i and it was probably like my bread and butter for everything that I did I didn't care about lenses I didn't care about anything I just wanted to get like shots and go out and that was something I was shooting with and then I kind of gave up on Instagram and didn't want to do it anymore and then I started doing like graffiti and just kind of painting more and just doing more like artistic stuff versus like photography right. and um, basically uh, because I was going out to all these abandoned spots and stuff like that. I was like, might as well take pictures because I'm already here. So I had my iPhone with me. And so I started taking pictures on my iPhone. And years after, uh, after one year, after two years, I just, the more I shot with my iPhone, the better I got. And the more I started to love it. And now I have like Sony camera, which I don't even use because I just feel that my, my iPhone can do everything that I needed to do and it hasn't really disappointed me yet. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. Um, I guess there's a lot of questions I have from that. The first thing is you said you used to use a Canon T3i before. Um, how long uh, did you use it for before you, you like really got serious into photography or before you switched to your phone? Well, see, the funny thing is, is that I had no idea about uh, what photography was so when I was buying a camera I didn't know what I was getting and so the first camera I actually bought was a Canon T3 and then I had a photography buddy who was like hey you should get the T3i it has more features has all this and that and honestly for me I wasn't looking at features I was just looking at something that can take pictures but I was like all right I'll take your word I'll spend a couple hundred dollars and get the T3i and I probably used the T3i for I want to say maybe like two years, maybe close to three years. Like I was shooting with it constantly, like 
I had a tripod with me. I was doing long exposures. I was doing like uh, star photography. Like I was doing like pretty much everything I could possibly do with the camera. And um, and then I don't know. It, I think the fact that I had to carry a whole bunch of stuff uh, around with me, the fact that a lot of the people that I was surrounded by would be only talking about gear and not actually taking shots and photos. And I think that's something that kind of pushed me away from the idea of shooting with a camera. And then I went strictly iPhone because I can take a shot no matter where I am and be, what's it called? Be able to capture and create content at, on the spot. I don't have to worry about charging my camera, getting my memory card, having a tripod, having the right lens. Like all this stuff is like, it adds up. And when you're out trying to capture a moment or just out in the, in the day, like you don't have time to think for that. And a lot of the shots that I have taken uh, on my Instagram, I didn't think about them. I just went out and I shot them. I was just outside. And the, like the majority of like the big content that I have that is probably like the more like viral content is all created on a limb. It wasn't created because I thought of an idea and I was like, all right, I'm going to execute this idea and then this is going to go viral it's usually kind of just like going out shooting and then it just happens. It's not planning something. And honestly, planning is good. It's just that, uh, what's it called? A lot of the times we spend so much time planning on something and I guess kind of trying to like get the sick idea. And then when we post it on Instagram, Instagram is like not, nah, and it doesn't go anywhere. It's true. That's true. Um, a lot of photographers say, you know, that, you don't need a, uh, an expensive camera to get into photography. You just need to start on your phone. Um, but you actually, you know, you actually did do photography on your phone and it, and it took off. So I'm curious, what phone did you have when you started going iPhone only? <laughs> uh, so this is, this is uh, funny because a lot of people still to this day complain about their camera on their iPhone. I started with an iPhone 6. Oh, wow. And mind you... I was shooting long exposures with the iPhone 6. I was doing almost anything you could possibly think with the iPhone 6 until I upgraded to the iPhone 10. And that became the pretty much majority of the photos that I have. I'd probably say maybe 70% of the photos that I have on my Instagram are shot with the iPhone 10. And then a small portion in the last year are taken some with the iPhone 11 Pro Max, um, which I will tell you again, the quality and you know whatever the idea whatever none of that has changed the quality of the camera has gotten a little bit better for low light and just resolution they got a new lens but has my uh photography got any better because i got another phone no it's stayed how it is it hasn't changed because that's what i am if i i bought a sony and i have sony and i shot pictures on my sony and the thing is is that i look at the pictures compared with my Sony and with my iPhone. And honestly, to somebody who doesn't know what they're looking at, they will never know that I shot it with a Sony or an iPhone. I can shoot something with an iPhone, edit it, and tell everybody I shot it with a Sony and everybody will believe me. Why? Because, because it's that good. That's how good an iPhone is. You, it's almost hard to tell versus where it was shot. Yes, there's like depth and blurriness and like all these other things, elements that come in. But Again, those are small pieces to the puzzle. And any shot can be taken with anything as long as you have the right idea and you have the right setup. That's it. Camera is just a tool. And if you don't know how to use a tool, doesn't matter if you buy the most expensive one, it's not going to help you out. Interesting. Uh, and then 
a little bit like more into your process about, you know, iPhone photography, do you, do you use, um, portrait mode or do you use another, like the Visco camera? Do you use the native camera? Um, cause you mentioned you were doing long exposures on an iPhone six. Yeah. So the long exposure on the iPhone six is actually on an app called slow shutter. Um, I actually went through a couple apps till I found the right one. The only problem I had with it when I was shooting with it is for long exposures. Um, it really zooms in for some reason, like it, it like times by two. So when you use a wide angle lens, it actually just looks like a normal lens. It doesn't even look wide because it's so uh, pushed up without the lens. So I don't know what, what the deal with the app was or why it was specifically on that specific mode. It was zoomed in. So uh, that's the only issue I had with it. But otherwise than that, um, I use just the native camera uh, for all my shots. I've never really used third party ones. I've tried it just doesn't I don't know it's just like a lot of people will be also like well I want to shoot a manual and I want to do all these settings right, right. I don't care for any of that because majority of anything like unless long as I take the shot perfectly exposed all the rest of the process comes at editing on Lightroom like I can correct everything else like that's not the big problem the, the problem is capturing the shot and making sure that everything is properly exposed Everything after that, you can correct and auto put. And especially if you're shooting on a camera, you got, you're shooting in raw, you can bring everything back. So for me, it's a little bit harder because shooting on JPEG and shooting on JPEG for the past, what, three years and then editing all that, I have learned to seek out how to shoot the shot properly. So when I come home, I have less time spending on trying to edit it and correct the photo and make it look nice. But again, all the shots that I've taken, they're all shot automatically and they're all on my iPhone, just directly press one shot and that's it. And all the, everything else is post-process. It's, there's no Photoshop involved. It's just Lightroom. That's all it is. Interesting. And so I guess one of the things I, I hate the most about photography with like a camera is, you know, you have to go through like a million hard drives and the whole process of like backing up an SD card and then uh, moving it to a hard drive and then backing that up to a Lightroom catalog. So do you still back up your footage on hard drives? How do you deal with storage on your iPhone? Because I personally run out of storage like every other month. <laughs> so that's, that's like a funny, um, I actually talk to a lot of people about um, storage on their phone and like, just like iCloud storage and all that other stuff. But for me personally, I'm a little different when it comes to backing up my stuff on like iCloud or any of that stuff. I have 256 on my phone for memory and it's Makes been sense. plenty enough for me i haven't ever went over yet what i basically do is i will shoot um depending on you know the period of the time Re recently it's been in the last year i have just recently backed up all my photos on my computer from my iphone 11 pro um and so now any other anything else that i have on my phone it there's nothing like really important because I imported all the important content like videos and I was doing like a lot of the YouTube videos I was shooting were all on my iPhone. So I had to oh, upload wow. all that. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, I had to upload all that onto my computer. Now the part that becomes really annoying is the part that I have to go in later and spend hours organizing everything and putting it in folders and, and basically writing the uh, location of where it is. I did that with all my, iPhone 10 shots, which was 
insanely took forever, but I was able to just create a whole bunch of folders and then put all those, all the pictures that I have in those folders by, um, depending on the location and then subcategories. So for instance, like San Francisco, that would be the folder. And then in San Francisco would be all the locations like Embarcadero, Pure uh, 7 and all these other locations that would be specifically in there. And I just did, I organized because I knew that eventually I'm, I'm going to want to find certain things or, you know, maybe go back and edit things. And having just importing all the stuff into my computer does not help me because it's just a whole bunch of files. Like there's, I have on my phone alone just 26,000 photos. So imagine going, getting all that, putting it in your computer and then going through all of it manually and putting it all into folders because you want to be a little bit more organized. That's, that's the only difficult part about that is that over time it builds up, you export it and then you have to spend time organizing the photos. And sometimes when you um, import into your computer, they don't specifically lined up correctly by dates or time created. So right. you sometimes have to skip like one or two photos to find all the photos in the right. It's, it's, yeah, it's spent a lot. Of, I spent a lot of time and then I have to like delete a whole bunch of uh, extra unnecessary stuff like screenshots that I've taken or stuff that I don't even need because when right. it comes to an phone, you just take shots and you don't delete them. You just leave them. It's whatever. It's like, who cares? Yeah. Um, it's funny that you, I, I know you've been doing YouTube recently. Um, I honestly, I couldn't tell that those videos were shot on your iPhone. Do you shoot exclusively your videos on your iPhone too? Yeah. So my whole thing, basically, um, my whole thing on my whole Instagram and everything is basically iPhone only. And so right. when I started doing, my friend started shooting with the Sony and I was shooting with my iPhone and then I was like, I watched his videos after he edited them. And then I was looking at my videos and I mean, yeah, his videos are a little bit more crispier. They have a little bit more depth to them. Depth They're, field, yeah. But <laughs> the only difference I had to worry about is start shooting in 4k on mine. Cause I wasn't shooting in 4k. I was just shooting in like 1080p. Right. And then when I was editing and exporting and stuff like that, the quality got a little bit less. And I had to focus on like, uh, also like getting a mic and, um oh so you have like the the full like phone setup it's not just handheld on your phone you have like a phone mic yeah. and like a little tripod and stuff yeah, yeah so i have um so i bought actually a um osmo a dji osmo uh not the new one but the one that came out before the just the newest one that came out i bought that specifically so i can vlog inside my house and create intros so i can just put like my phone on there and it'll track my face and then i can just basically talk and then I bought oh, okay. a, uh, I bought a mic that just plugs into the lightning port. It's a small little mic um, that makes the, basically the sound quality a lot better. I noticed that even, even on iPhone, it sounds good, but when you're doing a whole video and you're talking constantly and, and then you do one with a mic and one without a mic, it's such a big difference that you yeah. just never do a mic anymore. So I think the first two or three videos, the newest recent ones that I have, have the mic. And then if you go back, you will see the ones that don't have the mic. And it's just a lot harder to hear. That's interesting. Cause um, I, I think last December I was in Morocco cause I was shooting a documentary and a lot of people have seen like clips from the thing. The whole documentary hasn't come out yet, but I shot with a 5d Mark four and then my iPhone 11. 
and I'd put two clips next to each other and you can't really tell the difference in terms of like detail and sharpness or whatever, other than like some depth of field. But what really like stuck out was the, the color difference. Um, you know, the color on like the 5D Mark IV is obviously much better than it was on the iPhone 11, even when I had HDR on. So do you have to like heavily correct your videos or does it not matter since everything's shot on iPhone? <laughs> um, yeah, so because video is so intimidating for me, I haven't really jumped on the perfection wagon of video yeah, that's versus photography. I'm like overly obsessed yeah. about the smallest stupid details that don't even matter. I just need to post content, but I like, no, this, it has to do this. And so like, and sometimes I'll post something and I'll forget to like, like correct something or something like that. And it'll just, I will always look at it and it'll bother me where it's nobody else will even see. But for me, it's like, you know, and so when it comes to video, um, I, I've done some color grading. I've done some other things, but it's not something that bothers me right now. That makes sense. Uh, only yeah. Because I'm good at it. It's only um, so like a lot of like some of the videos I do have some color grading. I think some of them don't even have any. I just upload, cut it up, upload it, and just it's like a vlog, and then yeah. um, all the excessive stuff, which would be like. Uh, screen recording and then the post process obviously all oh, that's edited but otherwise than that the whole video is I used to I even the first two videos that I did I did them in iMovie oh wow so like you're like really roughing it out just like you know learning as you go that's that's awesome yeah um, I went I went from iMovie and then I switched over to Adobe Premiere and I that's what you like I, yeah yeah, yeah. Premiere yeah. Premiere is awesome there's a there's a little bit of a steep learning curve how was the switch from iMovie to Premiere uh it took me um it took me a week to learn it, oh, wow. meaning that I was already like I already imported video into it. And then I was just as I was I was I, I was I was learning the program. I was doing a whole bunch of tutorials on um, on YouTube. And because I have a dual screen, I can basically work on my oh, yeah. project, watch somebody else do it. And so it actually helped me excel a lot faster. And there's a video on my YouTube, which was the secrets of Treasure Island. Uh, that's probably the longest video that I've done, but that I will probably tell you that's the one that I spent the most time on. Meaning, like, when it comes down to perfectionism, that's the one that I spent a lot of time in. I, I did a lot of effects onto it. I did a lot of different transitions, uh, just the whole like storyline uh, from us coming, in. and then there's just like there's little things in there that I added that in all my other videos I haven't done because it took so much time. Like I was just so excited about that video and the content that we had that I just kept adding elements to the video. And honestly, it didn't do as good as I thought it was going to do. But again, mm -hmm. that happens with all the projects that I spend a lot of time on. Yeah. Things I don't spend time at all on is they the go up, they blow usually up. Do. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess you were mentioning that, you know, you're like a really perfection. Uh, you're like, you're, you're very much into perfectionism on your photos. Um, I think one thing that's like very unique about your, your grid is that, you know, your edits are, they're, your edits are very, um, what's the word? Like they're very grand. Um, so how did you kind of come up with your editing style? Grand. Wow. I haven't heard somebody say <laughs> that. So it's, uh, I went through a lot of different things, meaning that my editing style didn't just come out of me because I'm so creative. No. Um, it actually came from a lot of different people. Uh, meaning that it was just kind of like blends of editing styles together. Now, there was, um, for instance, when I was starting to just grow my Instagram account and starting to shoot iPhone just in the beginning, 
one of my bigger biggest inspirations was like Jude Allen. Like I was just like, oh, he right. edits like super crazy. I want to learn how to edit like him and stuff like that. And then um, as time progressed, I started following new people. And then I got introduced to Andro Optics. And then I was like, he's amazing at editing. He's just he kills it. For sure. Uh, and then there was a lot of like other little smaller accounts that I was kind of inspired by what they were doing and how they would edit and little little details like for instance like Kane. Uh, she um, she has a specific way of editing her shots and amplifying certain things. And I took little details from there and applied it to my editing workflow. And I actually wasn't very saturated uh, oriented before. It wasn't mm-hmm. like my thoughts weren't so saturated, but I noticed that a lot of people paid attention to that a lot more uh, for things that popped and have more color and stuff like that. And so right. I'm aware that the picture has a lot of saturation. I'm aware that I'm putting more saturation on a picture. That's the whole point. I'm not trying to uh, cover that up. And a lot of people don't like that. They're like, oh, the picture doesn't look real or stuff like that. The thing is, is that I'm not trying to make the picture look real to you. I'm just trying to represent it on how I felt in the moment when I was there. That's all it is. For sure. And I guess another thing that, that stands out about your, your Instagram account is the captions. You've been posting, let's see how many, 2,142 posts, because I'm on your, uh, your account right now. And every single caption has a rhyme. Um, as, as far as I can scroll, it's like the recent ones are early morning sun, California street is fun, or like hold on tight, get it just right. How long does it take you to come up with a caption like for every single post? Because you post relatively consistently, like there's a lot of um, a lot of posts on your account. I post every day. And right now, because I don't post pictures anymore, I post reels. Um, it's actually become a lot harder because I don't have anybody to film me doing like a DIY or like, you know, I'm like, I can do a DIY at home or do something like that. But I, it's always much more fun to do it with a group that can like, right. like somebody doing a subject and you can see the whole process of it. So it's a little bit more difficult now. I may skip a day, but usually I try to post more consistently. Um, it's like an intimidation factor to other people because if I'm posting constantly, somebody else who sees that, they're like, oh, damn, like, I, I got to post something. Like, this guy's always posting. And the reality yeah. pressing over here when I'm posting. Like, I got to make sure I post every day. But for the uh, captions, it's actually funny because – I didn't think that caption, my captions would catch on as much as they actually did because a lot of people pointed out. Um, I, uh, I actually used to just use like, you know, captions from just uh, Google. Like I would find some famous um, caption from somebody. or have all been there, yeah. Yeah, and then I would just copy, paste, whatever, you know, boom, done. And I don't know, I just found it so bland. So I was just like, I want to, you know, maybe make my own and – just have something that's relatively, you know, appealing in the image that would be with the caption. So I started writing rhymes and honestly, the rhymes don't take as long as you would think. So I usually just think about them on the spot. I use like a little rhyming dictionary on like kind of like rhyme words that I don't know. And otherwise than that, it's kind of just that simple. I think, I think when it comes down to creating content, when it comes down to doing anything that is just like something that you love or something like that. It doesn't really come down to a lot of time that you spend on it. Um, I mean, for me specifically on like for shooting pictures, um, I didn't spend a lot of time on thinking of like, how is this caption going to be? Or how is this? I literally just kind of put the ideas together and then post them and then just hope for the best. 
captions, literally like a selective few people have pointed it out when I switched it up and I was like posting other things where I, or like a day I didn't post a caption and I posted something else like explaining, like check out my YouTube video, blah, blah, blah. People would be like, oh, so no caption today? Yeah. Like really like out of every day I post every single day, the one time I don't, you're pointing it out now. And I'm like, okay, I'll start posting it again. So I started doing captions. Um, and I actually, I actually stopped for a, a, a time, pe- uh, time period. I think right. I was doing some, and then people are like, I posted up and saying, do you want me to do captions or do you want me to do this? And more people said captions, like rhyming captions. So I, I just went back to it. Right. That's awesome. Uh, and you did mention that, you know, you used to post every day. And now you've been posting reels recently. Um, it looks like you've gotten over 3 million views just in, just since October 1st. Um, so I guess what first, like first, how did you get into reels? And the second, which is like the big thing is everyone, you know, a lot of people say, I'm going to get into reels. I'm going to get into TikTok and I'm going to blow up three days in, they give up. So how did you first, why did you get into it? And second, how did you actually maintain it? Um, man, it. uh, that it's so it's so dumb okay so it's just like so last year and i mean uh, the reason i'm gonna tell you dumb is because when i get to the end of it it's just you'll realize so last year at this exact time i was blowing up on instagram like crazy when i was blowing up on instagram like crazy i was growing around 700 to a thousand followers a day like that's just how it was wow and i capped at at, i think 155 or 156k okay that's funny because that's what I am at right now. Okay. And the reason why um, I started doing reels and all the other stuff is that my account was losing followers. I lost 10,000 followers in the last year. So wow. it, uh, and I was constantly losing followers. The thing is my photos were doing good. My engagement was doing good. I was still having photos like hitting relatively good numbers, but I wasn't getting engagement or, uh, I wasn't growing. Like I wasn't getting any, fo- I was getting people more on following me than following me. So I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know what was, what was happening. Like, I didn't know how to change that. And other accounts were just still growing like naturally. And my account wasn't growing. And so I was just confused on what was happening with my account. Right. So I didn't give up essentially, but I, uh, what's it called? I um, kind of took a little bit less focus onto it so i didn't really focus on instagram too much i still would post and i would repost a lot but i felt like people were getting tired of me reposting and it just i was getting tired of reposting because i didn't want to post old content makes sense so um fast forward to about three or four weeks ago uh one of my friends at work told me to watch the movie called the social dilemma oh that was a good documentary and um, it made me really think about Instagram and algorithms and everything in total, like in general. Like, and to some people, they will look at it and be like, I still hate the algorithm or blah, blah, blah. Sure, it is what it is. But for me, I looked at it and I was like, all right, I have to figure out a way to have people spend more time on my Instagram so then Instagram sees that people are enjoying the content that they're consuming and that they're on Instagram. that's smart that's really smart so i was like okay well how am i gonna do this pictures are not gonna do that and even if i take some good pictures right i would have to create sliders and pictures don't have that kind of impact so i shoot with these guys i create content for these uh guys i shoot with them every week 
and they um, forced me to use my like my camera, the drone, and other stuff because they want content. They want me to teach them how to use it, so I use it because I'm just teaching them. So I created a, I did like a drone video. The first video that I, the first reel I posted, I did like a drone video, mm-hmm. and on I posted it on a limb. I, I posted it at like 12 a.m. and I was just like, screw it, whatever. It doesn't even matter at this point. Like, what am I gonna lose followers? Because it doesn't even matter at this point. So right. I post, and it actually didn't even do that well. It did very bad, like horribly bad. And I was just like, well, what did I expect? Like, it wasn't anything that appealing. So after that, I just tried a couple more things. I posted a couple more thing, reels on Instagram and I didn't think too much of it. Again, I wasn't planning on blowing up or stuff like that. I just kind of was posting reels on Instagram. Right. So then again, we, I met up with those guys that I was shooting with and I told them, I w- it was funny because we were laughing. I told them, I was like, look, I want to do this reel. Um, it's like a reel that I seen somebody else do. It's kind of like, not like exactly the same idea, but like the overall um, format of the idea was kind of the same. So I was like, look, I, I want to do this here. I want to kind of like, you know, not take too much time into it and then post it and see how it does mind you the reel that i'm talking about it's the one with the boat where i'm like uh let me show you something and then like i oh uh, yeah yeah you tied something right or yeah. or you went up to like a, a rope so when i posted that i told the guys i was like look if this does 20k right views then i know that this is possible and we can do reels and i can potentially you know you know blow up on reels right so i posted it and in about three hours, it was at 20K. Ooh. And I, uh, excuse me? And in about, uh, I think the next day, it was at like 60K. And I was like, okay, this is dumb. And then all of a sudden on Sunday, that's when it, uh, that's when it sparked out. Uh, it actually hit the Explorer page or whatever happened. Ooh. I don't know, but it just started to blow up. And all of a sudden, my Instagram started to blow up, meaning I was getting people following me constantly, like constantly people following me. So I'm like, yo, this is sick. All right. So I was like, cool, I need to post. Now I just need to post reels. Like, it doesn't matter, but I need to just post reels. And so I posted reels thinking that if I post the next reel of doing something, you know, relatively, you know, interesting, people would, you know, bite into it. And I did. And I think the the next two reels that I did were, um, I think they didn't even hit, like they did horribly bad. Yeah. That good. And mind you for a person who's like, who's like, Oh, cool. Like this works. And then you're posting, you know, you post two or three reels after and none of them hit and you're like, okay, well maybe I was wrong. Maybe something like that no i just i didn't focus on that i was just like cool i just gotta keep posting consistently and eventually one will hit like eventually mm-hmm. one video will hit and uh i posted another video when i was in uh, fresno with my friend uh we did the puddle video which was let me show you something part two i think mm-hmm. um or check this out it's one of those and uh that one did very well so it started to blow up too and i was like okay this is very good and then, um, you know, I posted some more after that and they did okay. And then I posted the one that went extremely viral, which is probably the, the, the biggest thing that I have on my account is the one with the um, iPhone hacks. Yeah. Um, that video, that whole video to edit and shoot and everything to do 
that whole thing. And I did all of it in my phone. So mind you, I didn't transfer everything into anywhere. I did it all on my phone. It took me about probably all together to edit, to put it all together and everything, 10 minutes. No. How many followers did you get from that? Do you know? Like, Oh, I, I don't know. The thing, the thing why I'm saying it's so crazy about everything. So that video blew up, right? And we had one, right now it has like 1.7 million with right. like 145K likes. And, um, and then I think I had another video after that that did okay. It didn't, uh, I think it was the camera video where I'm holding the camera and the camera is floating. Mm-hmm. That one did relatively okay. And that's it. And it kind of just like slowed down after that. So right. mine, I was growing about a thousand followers a day as that was happening, I capped at 155 where I am now, and that's it. And now it's not, I'm not losing followers, but I'm not gaining followers. I'm just standing still. And I don't that's know what's crazy. Happening. I don't know you, what's happening. I don't know why. Reels is just, Reels is crazy. Like, uh, I think, do you know Paige, uh, Paige Tingy? Uh, I think we all know why I started Reels. <laughs> was it because think, of Paige's, was it because of Paige's Reel? She grew like, and we kind of had the idea well honestly Paige wasn't the push that gave me but Paige was an inspiration for me to start doing it yeah. there was an I follow uh named Daniel and he, he started doing reels and they started to pop off um for him and I was like I started I actually dm'd him and asked him and I talked to him because I started to see that his account started to grow like right. actually grow uh okay um I'm trying to grow because nothing is happening on my account for sure so I started doing reels and mind you, I still don't know what I'm doing. Like I posted a reel yesterday of me uh, editing my car and lowering it. And then the soundtrack is uh, basically saying that nobody's going to know. And then the other person. Yeah. The suspension one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, like for me, like, like, again, I don't, the ideas that I have, they just come out of limb. Like I find something that inspires me and then I try to just do it and basically, you know, do my version of it, I guess, or something like that. Like, or sometimes I have an original idea that I'll do, but in most cases it's kind of like that. So like the one that I did with, uh, I did a reflection one with me taking a picture of myself and then it's the iPhone. It's like the reel of, um, I, I used the filter from TikTok. Well, that one, I came home. It took me like, I don't know. It took me a couple of tries, but I probably say, like five to 10 minutes took me to take that and then um, just upload it on Instagram. And then I got about, I don't know, I think it's at a, like a hundred K views plus views right now, you know, so very easy, but it's something that I'll it connect, like a lot of people connected with and enjoyed and like watching sometimes, like, like I said, the suspension one, I noticed that majority of the people that were liking it were guys and people who understand that struggle. Like, a lot of people are laughing and saying that I've done that too. And it's so true. And you know what I mean? It's that thing that you connected on. Now, again, I didn't connect to everybody, but I connected with a small portion of people yeah. that I reached out to. And that video may not be doing good now, may not do good tomorrow, may not do good even the next day, but all of a sudden it can just explode and blow up. And I don't know why Instagram is like that, but that's just how Instagram is. What will I think I get another viral video that hit a million? Maybe. Do I think that it's uh, more unlikely than likely? Yeah, because once you hit a viral video, it is less likely you're going to hit another viral video like right off the bat. Right. But the thing that if you're steady and you keep going at it, nothing is going to stop you. Nobody's going to stop you. Like nobody's my competition besides myself. Because if I stop posting, I lose. Definitely. That's-
And I guess that brings up uh, what we've been talking about brings up a good point. I just want to give some background for people who might not know what we were talking about with uh, with Paige. She, I think, had a couple thousand at the beginning of last year, followers on Instagram. She posted a reel and it went viral. I saw it on the reels of like all my Instagram accounts, my brand accounts and everything. It has almost 40 million views now. And she grew, you know, I think she grew like 100K, like just like that. I think she grew like 60, uh, 60 or 70K. She think, I think she had like 40 or 50K previously to it. And okay. then within like a week or maybe like a span of three days, she grew like tremendously fast. Right. Like double her. And so from that, a lot of photographers in the Bay, my friends at least, started like, you know, like we started thinking like, is real the move? Like suddenly like, you know, from hating on it, we, we, we started considering it. So now you've had some experience, you've had a couple of viral um, reels. Would you say that for photographers or filmmakers, would you say that reels is the move? Um, do you own a TikTok? Yes, I do, but I don't use it. Okay. Um, so I own a TikTok too. Uh, I have one that's just like Siberian Volk. So I just repost the same reels on my TikTok account just with different music because sometimes it doesn't match. Mm-hmm. And... Um, And then I have a burner account, which meaning that I have an account that I'm just randomly posting stuff and seeing if it's just going to hit on TikTok. That's just an experiment. It's just to see if I can grow like a large audience from doing nothing on on TikTok. Now, for reels, when it comes to Instagram and you're saying about photographers and it's the move, um, it, it, it is the move, but it depends on who you're asking because to some people, um, even for me, um, it is one of those things that once you have something that goes viral, you are kind of stuck behind that shadow because unless something else pushes, passes that up, you're constantly seeking to find what was the, what was the formula? What was, what was so special about that one? You start to dissect and you start to look at it and you're like, well, maybe because I was standing this way or maybe because of the text or maybe because the way I cut it up or maybe because of the music or maybe all these elements that have nothing to play with what actually happened. What happened is that you all of a sudden got randomly lucky, got posted and Instagram thought it was interesting and you went on the Explorer page and your thing blew up. None of the other elements matter. I have seen so many great content so many so much like great reels and videos and stuff like that that doesn't even do that well like it just doesn't and why did mine do so much better than somebody else's i have no no idea why but the thing is is that i've noticed that people spend more time on my instagram that that force instagram sees that this is interesting that means instagram is going to push my uh account to them more frequently and if you spend time watching my reels, when I post a new reel, when you go on your Instagram, what do you think the first thing you're going to see? My reel. And so you might be saying, but I want chronological order. I missed that. It sucks. Nobody sees my photos when I post it at the right time. Excuse me. If your post, if your post is interesting, everybody's going to see it because people are already interested in seeing what you have to see. If your post is trash, ain't nobody's going to see it. It's going to be buried up. Like what you want. <laughs> reality well you heard it here first um i guess i we're coming we're coming to a close almost there's just a couple questions left uh the first one being when you're not you know when you're not quote unquote siberian vogue on instagram what do you do in your like free time slash like your personal life um 
I would tell you where I work, but I don't know if my work would be happy. Probably, maybe not. Yeah. But like, do you, can you tell uh, me like about it or I don't know? Yeah. So basically I, uh, work with phones. <laughs> okay. I primarily work with iPhones okay. and I do troubleshooting for them and stuff like that. I used to sell them. So that's all I'm going to say. Interesting. You can awesome. figure out all the rest of the details of what I do, but uh, I will tell you, I am obsessed and I love my job extremely. Meaning that I think the reason my Instagram went downhill is because I put all my effort and all my attention into my job. It, it brings me the level of happiness that I didn't get uh, with, uh, that I don't get with Instagram anymore that I used to get. And I think it's just the interactions that I have with customers that I meet and I get to talk to and, and I get to even share my journey of like, you know what I mean? Like, cause a lot of times people ask me, you know, like what's a better phone to get or something like that. And I will, I will always show them like my journey and the things that I've went through. It's just, it, I don't know. It's just a different, it, I can't explain it. Like work for me is not something that I look at as like, Oh, I have to wake up and go to work. It's just something that I look forward to being like, I get to like, you know, like live a new experience and get to meet somebody new or, or help somebody. It's, it's that thing, that stuff that drives me, uh, outside of work. What I actually do is nothing <laughs> reality. I don't really do much. Uh, I kind of just keep to myself. I have a very, very small circle of people that I associate myself with. And, um, uh, and then the last thing I'd probably say is I, um, I go, uh, through through the canyons i have there's like a red basically there's a road that's called redwood here and i drive um my car through it. like i basically mob through the canyons like constantly and it kind of uh therapeutic like my mind so i'm like obsessed with my car that's one thing and then i'm obsessed with my job that's another thing and then instagram is like my drug because i can't get enough of it but i also I stopped doing it. I'm like an addict and I'm like, I need to start posting or doing something. So it's a whole cycle. And, and the funny thing is, is that with the whole thing of like, you know, the social dilemma, I am the reason that is keeping people on there. And Instagram is keeping me on their platform to create content. So I'm stuck in this loop to create content, to grow my page, to keep you on the page so you can stay on there and bring more people into it. it's so stupid We're, you're literally a slave to my content and i'm a slave to instagram so i can post content it's so dumb it's ridiculous and and the thing is, is that we're all aware of it but we're, we're like ah screw it who cares we're still gonna do it yeah. and we spend hours and hours on instagram just scrolling looking at content and that's our life now yeah i mean i'm i'm honestly very curious as to see how the future plays out because a decade ago like Instagram just didn't exist two decades ago. Facebook wasn't even a thing. So it's, it's a little bit scary to think about where we'll be in, in another decade. Like two years ago, TikTok wasn't even like a thing. It was musically, right? Yeah. Um, I was, so it's, it's, it's scary to think about where we're going to be in a decade or two. The um, crazy thing about it, all of it is, is that you know how I'm shooting on an iPhone and right now and all that other stuff is if you've heard the new announcement with the new iPhone, it's going to start shooting raw. It has Adobe vision. It has all this other stuff. You're telling me that phones are not going to take over DSLR cameras. They're already taking over DSLR cameras. My DSLR camera can't go on the internet and search up how to my iPhone can, and then I can do it right there on the spot. What is your phone? What is your camera going to do? Oh, you're going to put it up and it's expensive. You spend a lot of money. You get really great quality content. That's great. That's all awesome. 
but uh, it doesn't seem like anybody knows who you are. So why are you spending thousands and thousands of dollars on something that no, who's going to do? Okay, one person buys a print. That's amazing. But the thing is, is that unless you're doing something very, very like, like super work, work professionally oriented, you're posting on Instagram, which is a very small picture. The quality, nobody's going to even look at it like that. And honestly, like I said, from how popular my account is, there's not that many people that are trying to buy my prints, okay? So it's just like, I'm not focusing on quality. I'm focusing on the actual substance, the content. What does that actually mean? The feeling, all that little details that come to it. If you're going out there and you're just taking pictures just because you want to get a couple likes, dude, I can send you some likes. I can, I can send you some apps that will buy you some likes. The reality factor of it is it's not going to give you the joy. You're not going to grow your account organically. You're not going to get anywhere. And the point is you're going to give up. And, and it was all for nothing. You just wasted your time and your money. What's the point? So. I, I think you just, you just, dude, I, I have no reply to that. I'm sorry. I just have nothing. I have no way of matching that. Um, so I guess the, the only thing I can do is I guess ask the next and the final question. Or actually, no, there's two more. But dude, I'm, it's going to take a while for, that, for all of that to set in. Probably going to have to re-watch, uh, re-listen to this. Um, the first of the last questions is, you know, I ask people on my episode um, at the end, I ask them three things on their phone that they can't live, or no, three things that they can't live without. And a lot of the time, you know, people say like funny apps that they have or whatever. You shoot primarily on your phone. So I'm curious to see if you have anything. Uh, the question is, what are three things you can't live without in your daily life? And it can't be as broad as like, oh, my phone or like Spotify um, or like my camera, you know? Okay, okay, okay. Um, three things I, I specifically can't live without. Um, I mean, honestly, you can live without a phone. The phone is just our new way of living now. But um, I would probably say the number one thing for me, and this kind of like helps my anxiety, is my car. It's going to be the one thing. I have to have a car. And mind you, the car has to be to my liking. Um, I've never had a car that was kind of like, you know, just like a normal Camry or something like that. I've always had um, something that was kind of like, you know, turns ahead or somebody kind of questions or somebody compliments me. It, I, I like cars like I like girls. Like, trust me, like I like a pretty girl. I like a pretty car. I, it's, it's just something that attracts me. Now, how that car runs is just how it's the same thing as to a girl is how's a girl's perspective and and um character and personality is the same exact uh, aspect to it so it's just like that's how i am to it with cars um right now i have a bmw so i'm like obsessed with it i did like some tasteful mods to it it's not a it's not like a 335 it's just a 328 but that's only because it's my daily driver and i need to get around you know i don't i can't focus on a car like primarily that much right. so that'd be my, my second thing I would probably say uh, it's kind of difficult because it's really like you're saying broad. I mean, broad is like I can't. I'm saying it, I'm saying it can't be too broad. Like it should like one of the things when I use this example every time, I think the first time I asked this question, the answer was it's an app where you use your phone in the shower and then it plays a frequency to like eject water out of the speakers. Um, yeah. I mean, wow. That's wow. That's very specific. Yeah. Very um, specific. I don't know. I mean, honestly, to be completely honest, like, I don't really think I have money things that I, you know what I mean? That you're saying like, oh, just like take away and I can't live with that. I mean, like 
phone would primarily be my top one thing because I do all my work and everything on it. Like it, it's That's just, fair. it's just a hub to everything on. My car is just another thing because it's just something that relieves stress. So if I have built up stress or something like, like even right now, I feel like I kind of want to just go out and go for a drive and just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and the thing is, is that I drive recklessly, but I do like to drive through the canyons kind of fast to hit the corners a little bit. But mind you, again, I'm kind of, you know, I, I'm respective and I understand where I'm going. I'm not going like crazy and going on the opposite side of the lanes and doing like all this bull, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I'm respectful. Like I drive my car respectively. Uh, when I go through the canyons, if you're behind me and you're trying to catch up, you may not catch up because I'm going that fast, but I'm just saying like, I'm respectful in how I'm driving. Um, That's awesome. Do you have like an album? Maybe it could be an album like that. You just have on Spotify. I don't know. Album. I was going to say the third thing is going to be family. Oh, okay. Okay, that's a that's a better answer. That's a better answer. Yeah, so it would. Those are probably the number one. The, the those are probably the three things that are the most prominent in my life is my phone, my car, and my family. Um, everything else, just kind of like I said, you can live without. Um, it's not that important, like apps and all the other stuff, like Instagram. Like if if Instagram, if Instagram deleted, like let's say Instagram just went away. Mm, I wouldn't just basically like my, the meaning of me wouldn't just disappear. Meaning that like I've accomplished something I still did, you know, like the thing is, is that have somebody, you know, talk to any of your friends or something like that, unless you have a viral friend or who's like a very popular friend, you probably don't know many people that have a hundred K plus followers on Instagram organically grown that are posting constantly and doing stuff for content and stuff like that. Right. A lot of those people, like, like I know majority, I know more people like that because um, it's kind of like once you have a big account, you match other accounts, like other accounts in the same realm, just naturally talk to you. It just, it just happens. So I know a lot of bigger accounts in my realm, but a lot of people like I work with don't know anybody who has an account like me. So they treat me like a celebrity. And in reality, it's like, I'm nobody. Like if Instagram deleted, uh, if Instagram just went away or something like that, I got banned or something like that. Honestly, I would be nobody because at the end of the day, I'm only Siberian Volk really on Instagram and I'm known there. So That's if fast. Instagram way, I wouldn't really be known anywhere. Like nobody would really know me at, at all unless I would show them pictures or explain to them something. You would just kind of disappear on the face of the planet. So you got to stop thinking so much into it to be in like putting so much all this time and effort. Because if something happens to it, if a new platform comes around and you're spending all this hard work and all this time and all this effort into Instagram and something else comes along and everybody switches over, you spend all this time for nothing. I mean, that's why you diversify, right? You have, you know, like a YouTube, you have a TikTok, you have a Twitter, maybe you have like an Instagram. So if one platform were to die, you know, exactly. you would still, you would still you want, want live to expand. on. Exactly. Grow in every other aspect of the thing right now i'm trying to grow my youtube because i want to make the switch to youtube and uh, stick and with it i want to get paid so i have a link on my instagram account to my youtube video so people because i started to because i blew up because i grew about ten thousand followers in the last three weeks i um i have that link and i actually got i don't know how many people but probably maybe like 200 people that subscribe to my youtube channel and you know, a lot of people watched uh, the recent video that I've had. So it's kind of good because like I said, it's just a hub. It's just like a funnel that goes from one area to the other area, but I'm building that account. So then eventually 
and with the whole reels and everything I'm doing, all that is I'm learning. I'm basically teaching myself and preparing myself for video because video is just going to be the way of life. Like that's just the way it is. And I didn't take, I didn't take, I didn't basically catch on to it as quickly as I should have, but it's never too late. And if you think it's too late, then you've already lost. So there's always going to be enough time. Like I watch a lot of videos that are viral and honestly, a lot of the stuff is so dumb. Anybody can do it. And somebody, something went viral before the cycle just happens again. Next year, there's going to be a new people that are going to go viral and new people are going to get known. And next year there's going to be new people that are going to get viral and new people are going to get known. And, and honestly, that's just how it is. Yeah. Everybody has a chance to, to get there and do that. You just have to be different and stand out. You have to do something that has, little bit difference to you that makes you a little bit different that people can connect and my account is just iphone only that's literally all i do and and i do uh pictures that are not photoshopped and i do like uh you know creative ideas that's my account that's basically my account in a nutshell when you look at account, what does your account say about you who are you who are who are you marketing to when you post a picture, sure, it might be a banger picture to you, but is it a banger picture to anybody else? No, maybe not. And a lot of the times, like I said, a lot of the pictures that go viral are pictures that you don't even think that are even that good, but everybody else, for some reason, found them attractive. So I would say to like recap all this and kind of like close it off to anybody who is listening or is on this thing, I would just say don't spend time on all your time on like, you know, creating this masterpiece or this thing the greatest things happen on a whim and you just have to just try different things and just be have fun with it and don't put too much effort into it because once you start putting all that excessive effort and all that stress and all that other stuff it's not fun anymore it just becomes a job and it takes away from what you actually started doing photography in the first place and if you're doing it as a job then honestly, photography probably isn't for you because your content's never going to stand out in the in a sea of millions and billions of photos that are uploaded daily. Well, that's an awesome. You know, that's a lot. That's a lot of advice that you just gave. I'm definitely gonna try to implement some of that myself. And thanks to everyone who listened uh, this far into the episode. Thanks especially uh, to you, Siberian slash Alex, for coming on the episode. You can find Alex on instagram on youtube is there anywhere else that you want to mention um you can follow me on snapchat just anything on siberian volk i have a oh i also make me like music like beats and stuff like that Mm. so siberian volk i have some stuff over there i'm not good it's just for fun so again on which platform on which platform is your music cut out for a bit soundcloud soundcloud awesome well you can go check him out there you can find me on instagram at Omar Emosim, and we're going to start posting excerpts. I think by the time this episode comes out, we're going to be posting excerpts on the 52 Stories Instagram account at 52 Stories Podcast, so definitely check that out. Thanks for listening. If you're going to go out, wear a mask. Stay safe. Peace.